0: we take your Bibles, we are back to the book of Joshua, we're going to be there a long time y'all, who's in it for the long haul? Joshua chapter number 8, I want to be sensitive of your time, I hope you understand that this is God's time and we really want what God wants, that's all I want is what God wants, anybody with me? Joshua chapter 8, we're going to look at most of the chapter. I will not read it all for the sake of uh, time this morning, and I'm not making an issue of time. I'm just saying we need to pack in everything we can. Joshua chapter number 8, beginning in verse 1. Pick up verse 26 of uh, chapter 7 just for uh, context here. Verse 26, And they raised over him a great heap of stones unto this day. So the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger. Wherefore the name of the place was called the valley of Achor unto this day. That is uh, where we're talking about Achan was put to death. Okay. Uh, Picking up in verse 1, we see a continuation with that word and. Everybody with me. Verse 1, And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not, neither be thou dismayed. Take all the people of war with thee, and arise. Go up to Ai. See, I have given into thine hand the king of Ai, and his people, and his city, and his land." And thou shalt do to Ai and her king as thou didst unto Jericho and her king. Only the spoil thereof and the cattle thereof shall ye take for a prey unto yourselves. Lay thee in ambush for the city behind it. And just for context, verse 3, so Joshua arose. How about that? Let's look at this together today. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, God, I do thank you, Lord, for the day that you've given us. God, I do thank you for what has already been accomplished in hearts already today. God, I pray that we have opened ourselves up. God, that we have experienced your presence, God. Salvation is more than a feeling, but thank God for the feeling, God. Thank God for the effects, Lord. God, I thank you and praise you for your presence today, God. God, I ask you now to move me aside, God. God, I pray you touch hearts and lives, God. God, I pray that we realize today that you are a forgiving God, that you are ready to receive us. God, that you desire relationship with us. And God, that we can walk with you, God. We can be right before you, God. And God, we can receive your blessing being right. Lord, help us today. Oh, God, strengthen us today. God, that everything be said and done, be pleasing and honor you, God. God, you alone are worthy today. You're the only one worthy, God. So, God, we're going before you, Lord, thanking you and praising you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Uh, to gain some context here, in case over a week you have forgotten where we are, you'll remember that after Jericho, they moved to Ai, Ai. As they moved to AI, there was sin in the camp. That sin costed them greatly. They were defeated. Matter of fact, they weren't even defeated. They ran. You know, it's one thing to stand and fight and lose. It's another to turn your back and run. We're talking about the people of God. I'd ask you to remember that today. We're talking about the people of God. They turned and they ran. 36 people lost their lives. Men lost their life. Because there was sin in the camp. And you'll remember last week as we looked at it as the uh, God, uh, well, first uh, Joshua going back to God. And whining to God a little bit. We all do that, don't we? Whining to God, going to God, wanting to know why God would do that. Why God would allow that. Boy, and God gives him that great statement, get thee up. Get thee up. Thank God today we can get up. Amen. Amen. I got to thinking about where we are this morning and in, in ending in, verse, in chapter 7 and going into chapter 8. And I, I'm going to be real honest with you. I had to just stop and give God some praise. Boy, yes. I had to stop and give God some praise. You say, preacher, why would you want to give praise to God on any of this right here? Well, listen to me. It's life applicable. Yep. You see, I, I remember a place where I didn't deserve forgiveness. I remember, a, I remember a place where I really should have just died and went to hell. I remember a place I wasn't worthy of salvation. Where I ran from God. Would not receive Him. Oh, I remember that place. Can you say, born again child of God. And I got to thinking about the goodness of God and how in my sin, His love for me, He drew me unto Himself. Anybody ever been drawn to God? Yes, that He looked down and He called my name, that He wanted to save me. And I can remember sometime later as I ran from God and, and running from the ministry and running from the call of God upon my life, anybody ran from God? Oh, go ahead, so that I know I'm not by myself this morning. I, I believe we're all together on this this morning. Let, let's just get real this morning, amen? Amen. Yep. I ran from God and sinned against God, did everything that I could to try to ruin the call of God upon my life, and yet God continued to call me. Yet God continued to want to use me. Oh, can I say, I'm not just talking about myself, but I believe I'm talking about all of us this morning. It's by the grace of God that He calls us. It's by the grace of God that He forgives us. You you do realize this morning, they did not deserve God showing them what they needed to do to be right with Him. Did everybody get that? They did not deserve God's instruction of how to be right with Him, but yet because they're God's people and He loves them, what does He do? He gives them instruction. Oh, just as He instructs you and I, friend, You realize it's God's instruction that we know how to be saved. It's God's instruction that we know how to get right with God. And thank God for it. Thank God that He does not leave us in that state. Thank God He does not leave us in that condition. And can I tell you today, if you are there, you've got sin in your camp. Today, you can get it right with God. Oh, you're not here by accident. You are here by divine appointment. Oh, I believe that with every fiber of my being or I would not be standing before you today. It is no accident you walked in this place. God is calling you into Himself to be right with Him. Why? Because He loves you and desires fellowship with you. Oh, why do we spend the time in worship that we do? Why? Because God desires fellowship with us. God desires fellowship with you today. I want you to notice something about what we see here, though, in ending in chapter 7 and going into chapter 8. Boy, this is just, and I'm gonna tell you this, I'm gonna be straight up honest with you. As I was studying this week, I did not want, I wanted to go one direction and God wanted to go another. You mean in the same passage? Yep. In the same passage. I saw one thing, God was showing me another. You say, preacher, now that would have been disobedient. It would be if I went by myself, but I ain't going by myself. I can tell you this, it didn't take very long for that to get right. Huh? I'm talking about the voice of a prayer. You better get right if you're going to pray. Hey, listen to me. I was harboring. Can I just share with you? Can we just be real this morning? I mean, if y'all want to throw your Bible at me, I guess I'll try to catch them all. I got up to Oasis. Well, first, we did some little things together, and that was wonderful. We had a great time. Boy, I thank God I can go spend time with my wife. God shows me I need to love her even more than I do, appreciate her even more than I do. Some of you men say, I would never say that. Probably help you if you would. I ain't got nothing to do with the message. We got up there, we had a great time together. God gave us a refreshing together. Praise God. I love you, honey. Mm, I love you with all, boy, I love you with everything I got. And I got up to Oasis, and right off the bat, boy, it was like the devil was all over me. I'm talking, mad, I had stuff coming up in there that... <laughs> You say, Preacher, what in the world was you doing? It wasn't very long. I think we was even bickering about something, wasn't we? Wasn't we? Let's be honest. Well, I'm dragging her in the mess. She don't even want to be there. I don't, you know what? You you don't want to know how the devil works. I don't even remember what it was we was even arguing about. Yeah, there you go. And I walked in there that night, and lo and behold, there's about, what, 200, I don't know, maybe 100, 150 men in that prayer room. And we get in that prayer room, and I mean, I'm in a crowd of people, you know, and I'm all the way across the way. And Brother Heath, Brother Heath's doing this. Brother Sean, do you mind opening up and leading us off in prayer tonight? And I said, God in heaven, I better get right with you right now. This whole thing tonight could stem on That's us right. going before you and me leading the prayer. That's right. That's right. And I'd hate to know somebody died and went to hell or didn't get help because I didn't pray right. My, my. Huh? Y'all with me? Sure. You know what I'm thankful for as I was reading this passage? I'm thankful that God revealed that to me. Do you understand? I, I'm thankful for the time that God shows us where we are with Him and how we can be right with Him. You understand that? That's what we see here in chapter seven and chapter eight and going into chapter eight. God showed, hey, He showed tremendous mercy on his people. He he showed listen that they would even know how to go in there and find out where that sin is. And then how to cut it off. Thanks be to God for it. And then you go into chapter 8, and not only is God still there with them. And yes, I got that thing right. We prayed, and God blessed. But see, that's what happens. And I wasn't even thinking about it, but this ties to that so much more than I even realized when I got here this morning. Purity. Purity. That's what we see here. You know, I I say the word purity and most of our minds go to virginity in our young people. Am I wrong? And let me tell you some people, let me tell you young people, let me tell you older people. Purity is a good thing. Because purity is a God thing. Has everybody got that? And that's what happens. There's a purifying that takes place. That's why Achan is dead and everything that was involved with him. You say, why would God do that? He told them that if you touch it, you become it. You become the accursed thing. That's what the Word of God says. And they had to kill it off, had to be purified. Why? Because God ain't going with sin. God is not going with sin. And in your own life, yes, in 2021, whether you believe it or not, you might think you're riding with it. God is not going to let you get by with no sin. You may have it for a season, but that season will be judged. And judgment always comes. Judgment always comes. I want you to notice this this morning about purity. The camp has been purified. They burned it all. They moved on. And notice the words in chapter 8, verse 1. And the Lord said unto Joshua. Thank God God is still speaking to Joshua. Thank God God is still speaking to us. Even when I was in sin just the other day, probably this morning. Yes, you too. Can we all agree? Let's don't get stove up now. And look at the other person. We're talking about your sin. Amen. Thank God He's still speaking to us. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not, neither be dismayed. Why do you think God would say that? Well, number one, that's where God would have him to be. Because I believe that Joshua was in fear. I believe Joshua was dismayed. Or I don't believe he would have said, Fear not and be not dismayed. What do you mean, preacher? Why would he be? Well, here it is in chapter 7. The sin takes place of Achan. They purify the camp. But can you imagine Joshua? He didn't want to go into another battle thinking there might be sin in another camp. Can you imagine that? But what does God do? God shows him that they are right. That they're right. Can I tell you that? You're to praise God when He shows you that you're right with Him. Notice here, and the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not, neither be thou dismayed. Take all the people of war with thee, and arise. And arise. What do we see there? That God is not done with His people. Not only is He still speaking to His people, but He has a work for His people. For His people. I want you to notice what purity does. Purity brings what? Power. Power. You know why there are powerless churches today? Hmm? Powerless churches, powerless homes, powerless people, because there's a lack of purity. There's a lack of separation unto God. Do you hear me today? You will get nowhere with sin. God is not going to get in your sandbox of sin and play with you. Does everybody got that? He is not going to do it. You can, you can wait the rest of your life over. It will never happen. It will never happen, and you will die that way. Oh, yes, He will let you die that way if you choose that path because we all make a decision. But notice this. Purity brings power. First, purity brings encouragement. Boy, encouragement's a powerful thing, is it not? Some of you need encouragement today. Guess what? That we can be right with God. That God loves you. He loves you so much that He gave His only begotten Son. Can you think about it? I can't even fathom that God loves us that much. Hey, that God cares about me. Boy, ruthless, old, down, rotten me. And I believe you could say that about yourself if you were honest. But God loves us that much that He'd call us out and save us. Notice this though, purity brings power, power brings encouragement. And we're talking about the power of God, do y'all understand that? Notice those words, and the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not, be thou dismayed, take all the people of war with thee, arise, go up to Ai, see I have given into thy hand the king of Ai. Oh, what an encouragement it ought to be today to know that God's not done with you. Let me, let me just tell you what your life would look like right now if God was done with you, you wouldn't be here. Did you catch that? If God was done with you, you would not be here. And Let me just say this. God doesn't need us. We need Him. We need Him, folks. And I don't mean that to disrespect you. I tell you that because I love you. Without the grace of God, you couldn't have put your shoes on today. Without the grace of God, you couldn't have took a breath when you woke up today. Because He loves us and desires us. He brings encouragement. It's not enough, listen to me, that they sin against God. But that God tells them how to get it right. And then God receives them. You're we're, hey, we're talking about being reconciled to God. Thank God He still reconciles. And not only that, but the very fact that He would speak to them and show them that He has more for them. I'm here to tell you today, if you don't believe it, I'm telling you, just right here with what we see in chapter 8, God has got a plan for your life. You are not finished. You are not done. And you are here. Notice this. In the encouragement, God is giving direction again. What does He say? Oh, what an encouragement. I have given into thy hand. You know, we don't deserve half of what God's given us. Let me just go a step further. Somebody said anything above hell, we don't deserve. That's right. Amen. That really helped me this week. I'm going to be honest with you. Because I got to think, you get to thinking about yourself. Yep. Come on. Don't y'all leave me now. Don't leave me now. now. Huh? How many times we get to thinking about ourselves and what we got and how good we are. Oh, we're so good. Yep. Hey, ain't, ain't James Come on. Allen so good? Even headless with the hair, I mean I love you. We think we're so good, don't we? Ain't it true though? We don't deserve anything above hell. And I'm telling you that day not to put you down, not to put me down, but we are to realize that. You know, God could really use a people that's humble. God could really you know, you know why we, you know why we see God talking to them again? Because they're back on God's page and not their own. They're not doing their thing. They're ready to do God's thing. Hey, you know what? And I can tell you this, for us to go forward, church, we got to get off our page and get on God's page. Like God is not going to lead a people who want to go their own way. You hear me? And you say, Preacher, where are we going the wrong way? Listen, some of this is maintenance. You understand that? Not my maintenance. Now I ain't got no maintenance. Other than what God tells me I need to fix. This is for all of us, right? Because if we go out of this place thinking more of ourselves than we are, we're going to be in trouble. We're going to fall on our face. We'll be the next Aiken. Anybody want to be the next Achan? That's right. Y'all wake up. now. You're... That ain't a good time to amen and shake your head yes. Huh? Notice here. The encouragement, purity, brings power. Powerful encouragement. And Where does the, where does the encouragement come from? God Himself. Can I tell you today, folks, you're not going to find any greater than encouragement than in the Word of God. Than in the Word of God. You, you, You need your heart encouraged. Notice what He says. He loves them. He desires. He's got a plan for them. Notice what else here. These words. Fear not. Sin had brought them to fear. Sin will always bring you to fear. Hear me today. You will always run and hide. You will always be afraid. And you'll always look for sin to be the answer when you're in it. But we got to be encouraged by the Word of God. How many of you know His Word can remove fear? You know why? Because it says right here, And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not, neither be thou dismayed. Boy, that encourages me today. I pray that encourage you today. The word of God is where our encouragement should come from. And when God shows us where we are with Him, guess what? We are to desire to be right with Him. Are you with me? Why? Because when we're right with God is where we're strong. Let me remind you of Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 1. The righteous are bold as lions. (laughs) Ha! The righteous are bold as lions. You're talking about going into a battle? I mean, is there really, honestly, someone here today is not battling with something? Go ahead and stand up. We'll give you an applaud, and I mean, we'll just, we'll even throw a party for you after service. Probably got some chicken left over there. Huh? No, we're all battling, aren't we? We're all battling with something. Hey, do you want to go in with boldness? Do you want to go in with courage? Then you better go in with God then you better go in with God. You're not going to find it in the devil's camp, folks. You're not going to find it in your flesh. You're not going to find it in this world, righteousness. The righteous are bold as lions. What about that dismay? What about that faint of heart? What about that faint of heart? Some of you today are weary and you're tired and you're faint of heart. You know what you need? You need a good dose of Jesus. Huh? You need a good dose of, of God on your life. The Holy Spirit of God touching you. I pray we stop with programs and games. and You know, that's really what we've done. I've just got to say it. The church of today, and I'm talking about the church overall. You hear my heart. Because it's so powerless, it's been filled with nothing but Programs. To make us feel good, huh? Make us feel good. We, we, don't we know what to say to get up and give a good shout? Yep. huh? And, and I mean, we get to feeling good. We know what to say and do, don't we? Sure. But I ask you this, is it real for you today? Is it real for you today? Oh, well, I don't expect anybody to say amen to that. That oh, make it less true. It's the word of God that pulls us out of being dismayed. He is our encouragement. I want to say this though because in God saying what He says to Joshua, fear not, be not dismayed. I got everybody's attention. You know what else He's saying to Joshua? Move on. Move on. There are some of you that have committed some of the, the largest sins in the world. You know who you are. And I say the largest sin, we do realize that every sin is the same in God's eyes. There's consequences here that arrange, right? But every sin matters to God, right? But what else do we see here? I believe that after them being reconciled back to God, God is saying, move on, Joshua. Some of you are still living in the place where you were. You've not moved on for God. You're still sitting in that place. Do you realize that God does forgive us when we go to Him and actually ask for it? I'm talking about with the right heart. God actually does forgive us. Do you realize that forgiveness doesn't belong to you? You can practice it. Amen. And boy, do we need more forgiveness. Forgiveness belongs to God. Daniel chapter 9. i got to read this for you. You ain't got to worry about turning there. I'll read it for you. This is what the Word of God says. To the Lord our God belong mercies and forgivenesses. Though we have rebelled against Him. Forgiveness belongs to God. And when He forgives you, why don't you accept it? There are a lot of people that are unprepared for the next battle because they ain't realized they've been forgiven for the last. Get over your sin and get on with God. You can sit and focus on it all you want to, but guess what you'll be? Sitting there focusing on it. And you sure won't be no good to God. Let Him encourage you. (laughs) Notice the future that they have. They're going to win the battle. And not only win the battle, God's already put them. In thine hand, that's what God has to say. Not only are they going to win the battle, but guess what? He's going to bless them. Boy, if Achan would have just held on, gave God what God required, God had something for Achan and his family the whole time. Instead, they had to be killed off. Notice next purity brings power in strategy. In strategy. Boy, to be right with God, not only does He encourage us, but He gives us the plan and strategy for battle. Man, aren't you glad today? God don't just forgive you and then dump you. Thank God. Huh? Thank you, Lord. Now listen, it's enough that He forgives, and it'd be great. But He doesn't. He gives us strategy for the next battle. Because you do realize today, as good as you are, God's taking you through the battle. you got another one coming. Aren't you glad you're here today? You got another battle coming. You see, it it may be you sitting in that doctor's office and getting the the results that just don't seem good. Huh? It may be getting a phone call that you never want to get. Maybe one of your kids. Hmm? Maybe in your finances, you might wake up and realize, guess what, I ain't got a job tomorrow. There is going to be battles in our lives. Do you hear me today? God gives us the strategy for victory. Notice what He says. The Lord's instruction. Pick up in verse 2, And thou shalt do to Ai and her king as thou didst unto Jericho and her king. Only the spoil thereof and the cattle thereof shall ye take for a prey unto yourself. Lay thee an ambush for the city behind it. So Joshua rose and all the people of war to go up against Ai. And Joshua chose out 30,000 mighty men of valor and sent them away by night. I want you to, to notice that God is looking for everyone in the battle. You know, as a church, we're going to face some battles. We better go together. Your family, you better go together. What does that mean? About time we started acting like it when well, we're not here. Amen. You'll get that in a minute. Take it home with you. You'll forgive me later. Verse 4. And He commanded them, saying, Behold, ye shall lie in wait against the city, even behind the city. Go not very far from the city, but be ye what? Already. Already. God did not save us for to sit on the sideline. I've said it over and over again. The reason why they lost the other battle, they went without God, but they didn't all go together either. That's what sin will do. It will divide. It will tear apart. Verse 5, And I and all the people that are with me will approach into the city, and I I shall come to pass when they come out against us as at the... First, that we will flee before them. And notice what what is in here. For they will come out after us till we have drawn them from the city. For they will say they flee before us as at the first. Therefore, we will flee before them. Then you shall rise up from the ambush and seize upon the city. For the Lord your God will deliver it into your hand. Can I say this? Your enemy today, he knows you. Your flesh knows you. Your nature, guess what? You were born with it. <laughs> we look at these innocent babies we got around here. And I love these babies. But they're born with a sin nature. Well, they're born with a sin nature. We don't have to teach them to do wrong, do we? No, they come out. Yeah. Crying about their needs right off the bat. We love the babies, but we also need to understand we're all born with a sin nature. Our enemy knows who we are. Your enemy knows who you are. Everybody understand that? Your enemy knows who you are. The enemy knows your weaknesses. You know why? Because we tell him. Do we not? Anybody a complainer? Come on, come on. I wouldn't look at you, but I think we're all guilty, huh? We're all guilty, aren't we? We tell him. We tell him, don't we? But yet, God has a strategy. Can I tell you this? What the devil plans for bad in your life, God plans for good. Has everybody got that? Huh? And it's when we're surrendered, sold out to God, and right before Him He's going to give us the strategy to win. Why? Because God wants victory for our lives. But well, He don't want us sitting, suffering, soaking, right? In pain. God, God wants blessing for our lives. And that's not prosperity preaching. It's going to be hard to get there. Well, it's like that baby we was talking about in, in Bible study this morning. Everybody, everybody and I'm going to say that y'all don't get mad. Hey, everybody loves the conceiving and the, the idea of the baby at the end. Yep. But nobody likes to go through them, all that pain. Wow. I'm rubbing my belly like I've had a baby. <laughs> I keep eating. I feel like uh, we got the bump. <laughs> Ain't it true, though? I don't think I'm by myself. I don't think I'm by myself. The devil, listen to me, he knows you. Now, Ai is a picture of the flesh. We know that. The battle of the flesh. But we don't be deceived today. The devil would love to just rip you up. Ruin your life. Ruin your testimony. Ruin what God wants to do for you. Look at these instructions. Lay thee in ambush. Joshua didn't have this. God gave it to him. Why is that? Because God knows how your enemy works and moves. You need to hear this today. God knows how your enemy moves. He knows how he's going to attack you. He knows what he's going to use against you. And if we'll allow God, he'll prepare us for the attack, he'll prepare us for the battle ahead. I want you to notice this. What the devil may be able to anticipate in your flesh, he will never be able to anticipate God's hand. What am I saying? Listen to me, he can know your mannerisms, he can know everything about you, but if you are sold out and surrendered to God, he does not know God's plan. He knows what's written in this word. But when you're sold out, surrendered to God, led by the Holy Spirit of God, God is going to do things, God is going to go the back door on the devil. Huh? Because he can. Because he can. But you know what the whole key was? Sold out. surrender to God. Going with God. We don't get there hoping so or thinking so. We've got to be that. That has to be real. Is anybody with me? That has to be real. There would be no direction without God. Notice here, we're wrapping up. Everybody with me? Let's Let's don't lose it in the end here. Lord knows you may wake up tomorrow and need it. You may go home this afternoon and need it. After all I've said today, I'm going to need it probably when I go home. Notice here, and let's understand this. We've got to get this. Y'all got time? Well, sure you do. Let's stop thinking that the devil has as much power as God. We think there's a battle against good and evil and all that. I tell you what, this Marvel stuff... I mean, you know what I'm saying, all this. We get caught up in all this stuff when we don't realize. The devil was an angel in heaven. He was created by God. Do y'all get that? He was created. Stop giving him leverage. Stop giving him leverage in our life. Now listen, is he powerful? You better believe it. You go up against him by yourself all alone, you're going to get whooped. Matter of fact, it happens all the time. That's why we lose sometimes. We try to go on our own. But he does not have the power God does. And let me tell you something. In your life, what God enables for your life, God is able to do. I'll say it again. God is able to do. Do you realize when God gives a commandment and we follow it, everything that's in the way falls? Everything falls to God's command. But it just takes our obedience. Notice here in verse 18. Verse number 18. God not only gives the strategy, <laughs> but God gives the blessing. I want you to notice in verse 18 what takes place. says, And the Lord said unto Joshua, Stretch out the spear that is in thine hand toward Ai, for I will give it into thine hand. And Joshua stretched out the spear that he had in his hand toward the city, and the ambush arose quickly out of their place. And they ran as soon as he had stretched out his hand, and they entered into the city, and took it, and hasted, and set the city on fire. When the men of Ai looked behind them, they saw and behold the smoke of the city ascending up to the heaven, and they had no power to flee this way or that way. God knows what He's doing. Let me say it again God knows what He's doing. What He has given you is for a reason. Boy, don't we need instruction from the Lord? And the people that fled to the wilderness turned back upon the pursuers. They're there. There's nowhere to go. That's the kind of victory God will give you. And when Joshua and all Israel saw that the, that the ambush had taken the city and that the smoke of the city ascended, then they turned again and slew the men of Ai. Ai. And the other issued out of the city against them. So they were in the midst of Israel, some on this side and some on that side. And they smote them so that they let none of them remain or escape. These are the same men that turned and fled and ran. These are the men that God has given victory to. Courage. You need to be encouraged with some courage today. Oh, go to the Lord for it. Purity not only brings encouragement, it not only, sure, it brings power in encouragement, it brings power uh, power in God's instruction, but it also brings a powerful blessing. I want you to notice, lastly, what takes place. Not only did they take and kill those men, But verse 23, and the king of Ai, they took alive and brought him to Joshua. And it came to pass when Israel had made an end of slaying all the inhabitants of Ai in the field and the wilderness wherein they chased them. And when they were all fallen on the edge of the sword, until they were consumed, that all Israel returned unto Ai and smote it with the edge of the sword. And so it was that all that fell that day, both of men and women, were twelve thousand, even all the men of Ai. But notice verse 26, For Joshua drew not his hand back, wherewith he stretched out the spear, until he had utterly destroyed all the inhabitants of Ai. You know what we see here? We see a people sold out to God's plan. And we see the Spirit of Almighty God. That's what we see with Joshua here, holding out that spear. The Spirit of Almighty God leading and guiding and to think that that's the answer today—the leadership of the Holy Spirit of God in our lives. But folks, it's not going to happen. Reading help books and all these things—we know all that. Listen, you're, you need God as much as I do. Why don't we be honest? Your home needs God. Your your home needs a purifying just as much as mine does. Let's be honest. There ain't nobody winning no purified award. I'm afraid we're so busy with the things of this world that they, we don't even give a thought to the purity and the holiness that we are to have before Almighty God. I'm not beating you up this morning. I'm just saying we got work to do. Man, our kids need help. Boy, I ain't been able to get off of the post the other day that I saw. While churches remain closed, people dying and going to hell. While the work is not being done, homes falling apart and crumbling. While the work is not being done, our kids aren't learning about purity, they're learning about sin. They're being ripped apart, they're being gutted. Our kids are being used by the devil himself. That's what's really happening. And all the time, the people of God Or tucked in, waiting for something to end. Do you you realize the things of this world are going to keep coming? The things of this world are going to keep coming. The distractions are going to keep coming. And it's up to us to go forward with God. To be a people more concerned about purity and holiness than a virus or an election or anything else. You list it and name it. Because there's enough distractions to go around. If it's not going to be us, I ask you this, who's it going to be? If we're not going to go and seek the face of God, who are we waiting for? But yet we'll sit and we'll wait and we'll put it off and we'll think about all these things. But God help, I'm not going to the altar to pray about anything. God help us. God help us. I'm telling you this because I love you and because I had to swallow it. And it was hard going down. We got work to do. You want your home to look like a godly home? How about purify that thing? How about purify that thing? You want your life? You want to see some holiness out of your life? How about draw close to God and him be the most important thing? We got work to do. We can sit here and wait around and go to lunch. Matter of fact, y'all, it's 11:45. It's 45. aren't you ready to go? Why don't we do business with God instead? There's somebody waiting on you to pray. There's somebody waiting on you. Do you realize today there are people waiting on you? And God is putting them in your path. And either we're doing it or we're not doing it. So I'm going to ask you today, mind God. Do what God would have you to do. I don't know what that looks like for you because we're all facing different things. But I know this, we serve the same God. And I know He's got the power. He's got the plan. We just got to be willing and ready to do it. Heads bowed, eyes closed. We don't need to be looking around. It don't matter what decisions are being made. Be honest with you right now. I think we're just moved to the altar and pray.